Welcome to MVP's podcast, All Things Considered, where we discuss, well, everything the paranormal encompasses. So you ready? Let's do this. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsor, Yup Gear. Is that Yup Gear? Yup. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of MVP's All Things Considered. This season is all about UFOs and shady government operations involving the visitors from outer space. This is episode four, where we will be discussing the documentary Unacknowledged. I'm Evan, and I'm here with Mel, Joe, and Paul. Let's get into it. All right, so Unacknowledged, uh, it's, a, it's a film documentary by Dr. Stephen Greer. He founded the Disclosure Project in 1993. Uh, this movie is called An Exposé of the World's Greatest Secret. It discusses top secret government programs, what used to be considered conspiracy theories, and alien research and cover-ups. I think it was a pretty interesting movie. I um, enjoyed it a lot, actually. So did I. I mean, there are times when I was just like, holy crap. It's amazing how much of this stuff centers around the whole need to know process. Yes, that's a big part of it. <laughs> I mean, just keeping the president out of the loop. And I mean, like, if you don't need to know or you're not going to play ball, you're not going to know. Mm-hmm. What's the bottom line of the entire movie? Um, so I don't know. And I'm not I don't really trust Dr. Greer a whole lot. Why? Uh, well, just two points. I mean, one, he he admitted that the Rockefellers did go and uh, fund his initial investigations and a lot of the uh, disclosure project and all that. And I just do not trust the Rockefellers. They are a very shady family, in my opinion. But uh, unacknowledged was crowdfunded. But Dr. Greer got his initial funding for the disclosure project from Rockefeller and he even showed where Rockefeller signed off and funded all that. But at least he was transparent though. It's not like he's trying to hide anything. So for that, I'll give him credit just because give he him takes, props. Yeah. yeah. Just because he takes money from somebody doesn't mean that, you know, everything in there is from them because keep in mind before this back in like 2000, before unacknowledged, um, in 2004, you know, he already been published in World Affairs, which was a journal of international issues. And he's on JSTOR, so it's peer reviewed. Um, and he actually has been published about this stuff. He called uh, the article that I found regarding all of this, which is also in Unacknowledged, or this information is called um, The Unacknowledged Threat Secret and Covert Operations by the United <laughs> States. So, yes, I'm just saying that you're talking about a very rich, very influential family. You don't think that they're going to try and use that to go and okay, I'm funding your research. But if your findings aren't going and going exactly where I want them to, you're going to have to make a few adjustments. That's what I'm saying. This is true, but you got to remember that the Rockefellers also were in a part of this UFO disclosure back in the 90s with the Clinton administration um, and the whole Roswell disclosure thing as well. They were they really were pushing for that hard as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but it, it's still 
Uh, I'm maybe just it's just something they're interested in. <laughs> maybe, did, you know, or there's a different motive. Well, I don't think so because the Rockefeller Foundation, um, they do a lot of funding for various, various projects and stuff like that. Healthcare, electricity, food, a whole bunch of art. So let's just, I'm not going to throw away any work from somebody just because he received initial funding from the Rockefeller family, which is an American family or Rockefeller foundation, which is an American foundation. I'm not going to liken it to Putin or anybody else that has, you know, nefarious maliciousness. Yeah. Maliciousness. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Cause I was having a complete brain fart. I'm just saying as far as he goes, you know, he's been published. He does. Ha- he does have credentials. He mm-hmm. is a licensed physician. Um, so as far as he, and I think he really, really has done his homework. And then in in the film, the people that are speaking aren't Rockefellers. You know what I mean? So I mean, big fucking deal. You. The the other thing is that I don't like about Dr. Greer is how much money he is making off of UFO, UFO disclosure. It whenever you're profiting off of something, I feel that you're losing validity. I disagree. I think it all depends on exactly where this money is being funneled. If it's for further research and funding that's needed to continue, well then I have no problem with it. But if it's, you know, he starts showing up, you know, and stretch limos and everything else, well, yeah, clearly there's a problem. And keep in yeah, mind, yeah, though, <laughs> he already had a lot of money. He was an emergency room physician. He was a lecturer. He was an instructor. So he already had money. I get it. But now he's doing all these, hey, come spend the weekend with me. We'll go look at some UFOs. Oh, No, he's not. Week. Yes, he is. Where? There, there uh, was one that I read about, yeah. Evan actually looked into it. Uh, what was your findings on that? It was something between two and $4,000 to go on a uh, retreat with him to spend the weekend searching for aliens. Yeah, he has the, they have his, his foundation or something, his, his company, something, I don't know exactly what it is, but he's, uh, they, uh, they have their, what they call their CE5 retreats, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where they're doing the close encounters uh it's essentially a retreat you go and spend a weekend or a week or however long it is with i don't know I haven't looked yeah. too far that far into it with them and you pay x amount of dollars somewhere between two thousand and five thousand dollars to do this and they you sit out in the desert and look for aliens sky I guess. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of sky watching but you know there, there's i've seen these go two different ways i've seen it where you know the prices are somewhat realistic and then you get all those whack job people that come out of the, you know, the woodwork that, uh, you know, where, you know, with the aluminum hats and, and all, you know, the craziness. Whereas if you raise, and I know it sounds stupid, but if you raise a price, you get less of that. You get people who are more serious, more grounded in the research aspects, you know, so it kind of, kind of separates the wheat from the chaff. You know, I don't know. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way yet, Paul, but I, I, I think I agree with you. I think that, you know, when you do have a slightly higher price of entry to get into something like that, you're going to attract uh, a less of the uh, Billy Bob meth heads and more of your... Um, exactly. 
reputable scientists and researchers and things like that. And, and perhaps maybe that money is going back into further research and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't checked to see if Dr. Greer owns a bunch of Maseratis and wears million dollar suits and <laughs> shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, and as far as we know, I mean, the property that he's using to hold these parts, you know, host these things could also be asking ridiculous amounts of money to be able to be used for that purpose. Yeah, exactly. You're very well, very well could be a lot of times. Yeah. But you know, again, I'm just because someone's, you know, I, I'm not going to judge him based on his net worth. I'm not going to judge him on where he got his funding from. I want to judge him by his credentials. I want to judge him by the work that he puts out, his research, you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. That to me, because keep in mind, you don't get paid to a lot of money to do some of this research. And like you said, Paul, uh, to get rights to certain things, you have to pay for it. But it doesn't negate the legitimacy of this film. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I think that his I think that his research and his his documentation and his effort in this particular film, unacknowledged, is absolutely phenomenal. Where where Dr. Greer loses me is in his subsequent films after this, uh, which we'll discuss later. But I, for this particular film, it's absolutely phenomenal. All of his resources, the people that he has that he has interviewed, um, are very very high echelon government individuals. Right. Mm -hmm. People with credentials. Extreme not, credentials. Yeah. What's super top guy? secret clearances? Things like that. Yeah. Who's our Who's our guy? Joe Methhead. Billy Bob, Bob Methhead. Billy Bob Methhead. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Joe. I didn't mean to throw you in there, but it's Billy. It's not like a Billy Bob Methhead from Podunk, Kentucky. It, these right. are people who uh, actually risk a lot by coming yes. forward. You know. Sure. Sure. They have and a lot to lose. Whole, yeah, that was the whole thing about Dr. Greer when he, you know, he was, I said in the beginning, he was the founder of the Disclosure Project. So he started that back in 1993. And the whole goal of the Disclosure Project was an effort to grant amnesty to government whistleblowers that were willing to violate their security oaths and share inside knowledge about UFOs and, and aliens. So I think the biggest question that we need to ask when we watch this movie is, do we believe the government is powerful enough or this shadow government, whatever we want to call it, the, the people that are unacknowledged doing shady stuff behind the background, are they powerful enough to pull off what they're saying they pulled off in this movie? Absolutely. I think so. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. One of the things that crosses my mind with this level of interaction between some of these people, like Richard, is it Richard uh, Doty? Doughty? The, the, mm -hmm. the disinformation guy, how many of these people are giving us information? And although they're, they're, you know, regaling us with all these stories of all these uh, high level activities, um, verification of some of those activities are, are what concern me. Uh, and having disinformation campaigns, that we're not really front, front loaded with, you know, because they could possibly be doing it. I'm not saying they are, uh, but, you know, I, I like to have a little bit more information rather than just a testimony. I like seeing, you know, paper trails. They speak volumes. Yeah. I mean, when you've got people like Christopher Mellon, who is the deputy assistant secretary of defense, 
who for defense for intelligence under both a Clinton and Bush administration, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's then you've got these Navy pilots he talks to. He's got yes. senators in here that he's talked to. And then, you know, now it's coming out that, yeah, uh, ATIP was still functioning, which is yes. the what Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Yes. There's the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. All of right. these things that he was saying was happening and that they were working. We come to find out now. Yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Dr. Greer does have, you mentioned the paper trail, Paul, and he, he does have a pretty significant paper trail of all of this. He does. He does. And, and, and that's, that's just one of those things that I look for when it comes to, you know, hearing a person's testimony, because as you all know, we could say anything we wanted to, but you show me paperwork and you got my attention. Yeah, and then they also absolutely. have that astronomer, right? Or astronaut dude, uh, Gordon Cooper. Cooper, yeah. Yeah. And they've got, what was it? There was a president. They had uh, Gerald, Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. Ford, Ford, Ford yeah. yeah. Um, he wanted more research. They have images back from, you know, first images from back in the day from the old time cameras that, you know, they didn't have Photoshop back then. Right. Things like that, that you're like, what the hell? But they also didn't have mm-hmm. the technology that we have now. So when, and I like how he goes through history with this. He mm-hmm. doesn't just pull things from his butt and he's only referring to things where there's some sort of documentation for it. Yeah. yeah. That's when I was like, because initially I'm not going to lie, Evan, I'm not going to lie to you guys. When I first thought about watching this, I thought not another UFO expose. Okay. <laughs> you know, let's see these bright lights in the sky how many times do we see the bright lights in the sky i think what nailed me on this was not just the people who are sharing their testimonies and confirming these programs and what was seen but the actual navy pilot footage and sure and hearing the pilots um talk to the tower and talk to each other yeah. yeah, I mean, and a lot of Dr. Greer's actual footage that he, I believe is his actual footage of, you know, from where they do these, uh, I, I'm assuming from the C5 events and stuff where they're, you know, they're under actual night vision, you know, you've got your green night vision camera out there and they're, and they're shining IR lasers in the sky, p- pointing out exactly the moving things going through the sky. And you could see all of this clear as day, you know, it's, these are, you know, Gen 3, Gen 4 night vision devices that you can see perfectly crystal clear it's not like these are blurry images and 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 you know just evidence that doesn't you know it might not be evidence this is very clear there's something up there right i think joe i think joe brought up a really good point initially it's not about whether or not you believe in ufos it's more of whether or not a cover-up is happening whether or not they're visiting here I think this this movie in particular put aside my whole do I believe in UFOs completely. I don't know. I think it made me even more skeptical because of the mention of the uh, how the government is essentially backwards engineering some of these UFO craft and trying to put on these false flag events with 
fake UFOs and stuff. And I'm like, well, maybe that's what's been happening all along. We just didn't know it. I yeah. don't know. You I know? mean, he, he did an entire segment. This is the other biggest question you need to ask. Because towards the end of the movie, he spent about 20 minutes talking about all these different technologies that they've harvested from the uh, these UFOs that have crashed. Mm-hmm. And it really goes... You got to ask yourself, why would they really want to keep all this technology covered up? Why not go and release this stuff? Well, you don't even have to say it came from a UFO. Sure. I mean, you can just say, hey, we developed this in a lab. This is really awesome. It's all about money, brother. He even, <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Greer even explains that really hardcore in that section of the film. And he says, if we come out with these civilization changing technologies, if, if they release this stuff to where you would no longer have to charge your car or put gas in your car, we don't have to rely on fossil fuels. We don't have to destroy the environment. Mm-hmm. What's that going to do to the multi-trillion dollar industries of these, of the oil companies and the, and the energy companies and the, you know, sure. all of, all of these different things. It's going to put them under completely. It's going to change the whole way everything works. Right. It's all about money. Yeah. It but is. If the government knows that these technologies exist, why are they pushing for this nine, $99.7 trillion new green deal? I mean, like you think they don't have money in that, bro. I'm, I mean, like you guys are sitting there and you're trying to go, Oh my God, with global warming, global warming. Yeah. Oh, we, we need to protect the world and the environment. All You guys have the technology. Apparently yeah. why not release it? If you care so much about all this stuff, I think then there's an aspect there's an aspect to this that I think a lot of people overlook and the fact is even if we're getting some of this technology from crash recovered craft which was claimed by I can't think of the guy who wrote today after Roswell but anyway uh, he used to shop this material to different uh, companies and said hey you know see what you can get out of this see if you can find some some kind of practical use for this and uh, so he was doing that he was doing that very thing but that doesn't mean that we've solved the puzzle of how these things move and how they uh, interact with gravity and how we can replicate that stuff. We, we still, according to uh, bits and pieces that leak out to the public, have, uh, you know, machines that we still, you know, 10 years, we try and figure it out. We can't do it. So they shelve it and then they just don't do anything. Wait another decade, drag it all back out, see if they can make an advancement on it, because maybe we finally caught up to a level where we can actually back engineer some of this stuff. So I, I would say some of the aspects are probably replicable now, but not all of them. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It totally does. I never even thought about it like that. Huh. Okay, but there is one problem that I have is that as much as I have searched and searched and searched, mm-hmm. I cannot find anything on the Disclosure Project. Like the website doesn't exist. So I was just doing that. Same thing. Yeah, I can't find anything. So I was, you know, some of the stuff that he's got in this movie, it's mind blowing as it is outside of the more recent stuff, I can't find. So where is it housed, you know, for us to view? Right. Outside I do of in this film. There's a volume of extended information and extended interviews on YouTube from the Disclosure Project that Greer has, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, I think I sent one to you, Mel, concerning uh, Hopkinsville and the, you know, the Green 50s, Goblin uh, things. 
Yeah. So, you know, that was one of the people I, I want to say you talked to, but it's just interesting because, you know, if you, if you like what you saw in the disclosure project, you know, on those videos, it was always nice to be able to hear extended interviews because clearly he couldn't put all that material into one show. It would just be gargantuan. So he cherry picked. And uh, no matter how many times you listen to the extended interviews, it's always interesting. And, uh, you know, you kind of wish you would have saw that in his original uh, release. But uh, there's just so much more that, you don't, you know, you're just not aware of. You got to go find it. Yeah, that's the problem is what Mel's saying is if this whole disclosure project was such a big deal and everything, why doesn't he have a website where he has all the information that can be disclosed to the public, which is what he's mm -hmm. all about? Mm -hmm. Why doesn't he have it all consolidated one little place with a nice little bow on it so any tom dick and harry can get in there and be disclosed to he he did have that website but for yeah. some reason i cannot find it now i yeah. just when we first watched this and we did this that first podcast a couple months ago mm -hmm. yeah. i sent you that guys that what you remember that mail when yeah. it was just me you and joe and i sent you that website with all yeah. of the documents from dr greer that website i cannot find anymore on google it's i don't gone. know where it's at yeah, that's what's crazy. So I don't think it's necessarily him. Here's the other thing, especially with the recent quote unquote drop and uh, and disclosure of UFO information, which get yeah, this past week, which really said nothing. How do we know <laughs> that the group that's trying to cover up everything didn't shut him down? That's possible. Yeah, I would say it's very, I don't know, man, because that website had everything on it. You could go in there and find everything. Every think, single document that he showed in, in the videos was on that website. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, some of that stuff may still be available on, uh, I think it's called the Black Vault. Um, you can Google that stuff later. It's a side thing, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but uh, I, I think, uh, you know, if somebody wants to to destroy him, uh, you know, people with money can get anything done. And, and when you're talking about black budget people and people trying to make sure that nothing gets out, surely, I mean, as stupid and as ridiculous and as conspiratorial as that may sound, it still remains a possibility. True. Huh. So I don't know. Yeah. There's another thing that with unacknowledged that to me was a red flag. Mm -hmm. And that was the use of Colonel Philip Corso. Yes, that's the guy, the day after Roswell. Yeah, but my problem is he, for those that don't know, he has a history of making up false stories. He does. Or so? Yeah. Okay. Um, about his career. Yeah. Huh. So when you do that, that throws out your credibility to me. Okay. Um, but then the other question is, did he actually go and make up false stories about his career? And then all the underground dark government went and, oh, no, that stuff never happened. This guy's full of shit. Just so he looks less credible when he comes out about the alien stuff. That's Aww. possible. Yeah. It's possible. Mm. You know, <laughs> my whole thing is, even if, even if this guy was getting up there in years and started talking about whack job stuff that had nothing to do with it or, or just made him look stupid... Fact of the matter is, how do you separate fact from fantasy when it comes down, you know, to his recollection? So, yeah. well, the biggest issue is history is written by the victor. Yeah, pretty much. 
also another correction. I know um, the movie said that Roswell had the only nuclear armed squadron when the crash happened. It did say that. Yes, that's not true. Um, The 393rd squadron was at Whiteman Air Force Base. They're the ones who dropped the bomb (laughs) on Japan. So, yeah, there's that. What was it? Roswell was what, the 504th or something like that? Something. Yeah, I don't quite remember, but I just remember watching that saying, wait, that's not true because. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Whiteman. You a journalistic person, you. I know, right? Damn me <laughs> for doing back research. You and facts. Oh, I know. Screw your feelings. Uh, <laughs> seriously, uh, you know, when I went down to Roswell and checked it out, they have a water tower down there that has the same exact paint pattern it's had on it ever since they were, uh, you know, the 40s back when the when the base was built there. It's a really interesting layout for everything and and uh i'm not gonna open the can on you know can of worms for roswell but uh, suffice it to say from everything i've read concerning uh, a lot of the investigations and interviews it's uh for something that may be a project mogul balloon which was you know paper plastic and a couple pieces of balsa wood seems like a little bit of overkill for something Mm -hmm. that was uh you know Nonetheless, I'm not going to yeah. go down the rabbit hole. I mean, they do go to, I mean, they will fire. So no. I don't doubt that, you know, something, I, I don't know. Something. Yeah, something. Some thing. Thing. <laughs> but last <laughs> little tidbit about this that I had a problem with is that it said mm-hmm. that, and it's regarding Carl Sagan. Yeah, I read oh, a lot yes. of this stuff. They said that he, uh, that he was like, intimidated and that he was intimidated into not believing in aliens and blah 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 not necessarily not believing but more um uh, not acknowledging Acknowledging. yeah blackmailed into uh, saying it doesn't to debunking blackmailed into debunking but the thing is is that he spent quite a bit of his career trying to get the government to declassify ufo documentation for the people that don't know if you i mean Mm. if you are really a sagan follower and reader he just wanted people to see that nothing was ever found for themselves you know so by disclosing this stuff he it's not that he didn't believe in anything it's just that he wanted people to see that hey by declassifying stuff look you can see for yourself that nothing sure was there yeah yeah you know what i mean it's kind of like getting what he wants without having to make it look the way it's presented nowadays you know you you have your concerns and you show your concerns and why people shouldn't be concerned right so it makes so, sense so my problem then was you know it was it yeah granted it's very one-sided as mm-hmm. it should be because that is his point you know but you've got to be honest in how you're presenting some things you got to show both sides instead of cherry picking what is said and leaving out important information make sure the facts are correct when you're telling me that ros you know you're making a big deal roswell's the only nuclear site why was that blah 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 and in fact anybody who follows history knows well no that's not true what are you talking about you can lose people right there skeptics will jump all over that so the meat 
is not being, you know, yeah, is not being taken. You, people are goes down. Of it. Yeah, because uh, the meat's not being taken. It's it's <laughs> God bless America. But it's there's only ladies and gentlemen. We only have one JoJo, and uh, you just got to take him for what he is. Oh, it, take me. That's disturbing. Damn it. <laughs> I know, right? But no, the point is, is that when you leave little tidbits like that mm-hmm. and skeptics can criticize that they can they they will inherently just throw the rest out based on just yeah. a few little things that's it so, yeah. so they go into all these super deep cover ultra black programs of the government and this you know uh, insane cover-ups even as far as assassinations of people who tried to dig too deep they really hint at the uh, the kennedy thing they oh, yeah. don't come out and say it that kennedy was shot because he was probing into the alien stuff but they really hint at it in the film what do you guys think about that do you think that the government assassinated kennedy because uh, he was pressuring them to disclose and and about ufos and aliens and stuff absolutely not i no, i, I you don't think so no, no. i don't buy into was that rocking the boat all over the place yes sir yes sir. i mean he was trying to get rid of well i'm not gonna go down that because mel will yell at me again yeah. <laughs> no i think he was uh, no not because of this yeah I, I i think it was more involved with sasquatch and bigfoot but uh no seriously <laughs> i thought it was about that. nessie <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of talk about stuff like that, and like anything yeah. else, I mean, it's you know when you're you involve the president and UFO circles, things get really weird. I mean, Eisenhower was uh, it was a it might have been Truman. Truman, I think, was actually more involved with the UFO stuff, I think, than Eisenhower. But uh, you know, this was all new. They were trying to figure out how to deal with it. Whatever. That's the way the word was, you know, flo- floating around back then. I want to say. His daughter had confirmed that a lot of the stuff that took place or allegedly took place actually did take place. But you got to remember, it's, you know, it's a daughter. And as young as she was back in those years, it's hard to say what was fact, what was fantasy, you know, in in those circles. But uh, I, you know, I can't say that if anybody was a president, they wouldn't be interested in this facet of secrecy. So I, I can't write it off completely because I think we'd all do the same thing. Whether or not that was a factor is another thing. They went and posted quotes from, what, at least a dozen different presidents? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, On their take on aliens or saying, oh, yeah, they exist. Or going, yeah, there's definitely something out there. I've seen them. I've seen the UFOs. I've seen them reported to the whatever agency sightings. Yeah, but how do you know that it's not, I don't know, a deflection? Well, exactly. You don't. That's the problem with, you know, and they go really hardcore into that in the movie. You know, how do you know that the government isn't just talking about UFOs just to make you think that something about them, you know, then it's all just a bunch of bullshit. And if you're thinking about that, then you're not thinking about maybe something else like another military project or sure threat. Threat. Yeah. Distraction tactics. Yeah, that's absolutely Totally. That's yeah. tough. They, they go I mean, pretty deep into the false flag operations and stuff in the film. And it's uh, right. It's pretty interesting. Lastly, you know, the, the other thing that I thought 
towards the end of the the film, like the beginning, it had me. Middle, it I was still very very interested. It lost me when it was all talking about the whole free energy thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Why? Why so? Explain yourself. I I don't think that's even possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think oh. it's possible. We just we're not there yet. But I mean, don't yeah. you think it's like I don't know. He, I would have been happy when he would have just stuck with the topic. You know, don't go down mm-hmm. that road with me. It's like me telling Joe, Joe, let's not go down that road. I mean, it's it's just more the government cover up stuff. So I mean, it's it's kind of really it relates to the topic, and you know, but about a cover up. But to me, I thought that unacknowledged was simply going to be the cover up or the existence of. These things, this program, these sightings, look, these things are yes. real. You know, I think he would have been fine if he stuck on that. Yeah. If For that, he, a little bit of the fringe details. Yeah. Coming out. Yeah. All this extra stuff. Then I start thinking like Joe brought up in the very beginning, like what's his, is there a hidden agenda behind this based on where like his funding or political or whatnot is pushing him towards, you know, just stick to the, just stick to the aliens, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Stick to the aliens and how the government's been covering it up. And I'd be happy. Don't tell us that they like, I am. No, I tell us that aliens like strawberry ice cream, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's just, so all in all, I would say I did enjoy it. I, yeah. um, I, it is very, very thought provoking, whether you are a skeptic, a cynic or an enthusiast, or you're just someone like me. who's just like, I don't know. you know, curious. Yeah. I think yeah. it is great. At, at this point, I don't understand how you could be a skeptic anymore. Um, as as Christopher Mellon said in the last film we watched, The Phenomenon, he said, it's not a question of belief. It's not a question of whether this is happening. Our government and our Defense Department have publicly acknowledged that this is real and that this is happening. You'd well, be they've surprised. acknowledged it without acknowledging it. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, they did. They acknowledged it, but didn't talk about it. Exactly. I mean, they they still had, they had multiple, multiple committees projects you know things like that done on it so obviously there's something something's going on where there's smoke there's fire (laughs) the worst part about all this is the tendrils of the black projects and how a hierarchy of power is i mean you could have a guy who literally has you know people underneath him and doesn't even know exactly what they're doing so when when you keep them stupid like that and somebody comes along and asks the project director, hey, you know, is it true you're working on UFOs? And he doesn't know. So, of course, he's as honest as he can be. No, we don't have nothing like that. Nobody's ever said anything to me. Meanwhile, the shit's actually happening, you know? Right. So, yeah. I well, think- I'm just want to throw this out there. What if the CIA was actually founded as more of a liaison between aliens and UFOs and the United States government? Yeah, let's Whoa. not go down that road. Whoa. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of a road they go down in the movie. They talk about that. I, mean, I know. That's why I'm saying let's not go down that road. I don't want to get a visit from a three-letter agency at the house, you know. Yeah. That's right. 
I I mean, it does in a weird way. It would kind of make sense if the CIA was being, you know, told what to do. They're not the, the U.S. government isn't in charge of the CIA. It's actually they're aliens. They're, is that what you're yeah, saying? aliens. Aliens no. is telling the CIA what to do. I I'm no. not buying into it. <laughs> not oh, with a tentacle. <laughs> oh gosh. No. <laughs> I will believe in Rainbow Bright before I believe in that. Oh, man. Brony ponies. Yeah. I'm just, you know, obviously, I agree with you, Evan. How can you be a skeptic about aliens, about us being, you know, other living what have you's in the universe? It's so vast. It's so big. But believe it or not, because of a few small things in this film, which are questionable or just not true or way out there. You will have people doubting the entire thing. So they will devote time just to try and debunk it. And, you know, it's frustrating. I wish people would just watch it for what it's worth. Don't watch it with any kind of preconceived notions. That's what I did. I was just like, I don't know if I believe in it. I don't know if I don't believe in them. But you know what? I'm just going to watch it and see what they say. I'm not going to go in with any particular bias and you actually will enjoy it. I do have a side note concerning uh, Dr. Greer. Of course, I told you that I was at Gulf Breeze during a time when they were having mass sightings down there. Right. And after I had moved back here to Tennessee and was living here, my my brother and the rest of my biological family stayed down in uh, Pensacola, Florida, right next to Gulf Breeze. And they would continue to go out on on night sky watches and such. Uh, and one time Dr. Greer actually came down there and uh, met up with the, uh, I guess the Gulf Breeze research team. And they were running laser tests where when one of these things popped in, they would shoot a laser at it and bounce it off of it and try and change the light colors or signal, you know, uh, timing, whatever methods they were using. And that whatever it was that they were shooting it at when they turned it off, whatever that was, it was up there would echo it and repeat the same sequences and light colors back down to them, which is kind of interesting. Oh, My brother actually was present for that. Yeah, he was present for that. And they all, man, they loved it, watching the, you know, the interactions take place. That's, that's just something I just thought I'd add. That is cool. I think the, this film would have been a little bit better if, hear me up, it would have had some skeptics in there because it's so one-sided. Yeah. You know, there was nothing to counter in there. So to me, it was unbalanced. Right. For a documentary. You know what I mean? Sure. I think uh, he really just wanted to present it his side. Yeah. I know. It just, but when you do it so much, it's so one sided. And I get it. He's trying to push this agenda. It's, it just becomes almost too much. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like, you know, he's a, I've been spoon fed so much of this shit. Is there nothing left to eat? Is you know, something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. the big yeah. problem. Is is you know, after you get so much of this overwhelming information, you're like, well, which part of it's true? Which yeah. do I believe? Yeah, and it, mm. what's the counter argument? 
you know, right. are there people who are also privy to the same information? Like if you're going to have Harry Reid in there, then get somebody else who disagrees with findings or did not want to have it. You know what I mean? Enough to make you think for yourself. Yeah, that's that's it just and because it's so long. Keep in mind, people, this is a long documentary. It's 104 um, minutes. It's a long documentary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keyword. Like an hour and a half. Okay. I'm just saying. Documentary long. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't, you know, my attention span for document. I love documentaries. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it's like, bro, yeah. you're saying the same thing over and I did over the same over. thing for the, for the mermaid documentary on when it came out with that one. I can't believe. You are publicly <laughs> admitting you watched that dumbass mockery. It, <laughs> it was one of those things where you thought, how could anybody realize and rationalize this could actually be something? I wanted to see it because I wanted to see the hokey parts. I want to see how, how far they went, what lengths they went to try and make a mockumentary look real. Be- people hey. believed it, dude. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Do you know why uh, mermaids wear seashells? No, Joe. Oh, no. here we go. <laughs> B shells are too small and D shells are too big. Oof. I like that. That's classy. <laughs> <laughs> this is MVP, folks. This is what you get. <laughs> yeah. Well, damn. <laughs> it's been an hour. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> 13, 15 minutes was a do-over, so. Kind of, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're close. We're close enough for government work. You did okay. Yeah, I'm no. close. <laughs> I got right. the money's worth. Yeah. Clean it up, okay. Evan? Clean it up. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> clean what? <laughs> what am I cleaning? <laughs> I'll give you something to clean. God, here we go. Make my jokes again. Once we stop recording, you'll clean it up and it'll be shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll cut some of the unnecessary parts out. To all of me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. And on that note, we are going to end episode four of MVPs All Things Considered right there. Join us next week where we will discuss the government's non-disclosed disclosures regarding UFOs. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this broadcast without expressed written consent of military veterans paranormal is strictly prohibited.